This is the Be High on Life podcast with Queen Bee Kelly Renee Baker. We are here to remove the sting from your life and help you discover true joy. Welcome to the Be High on Life podcast. I'm dedicated to empowering you to transform your life in big and small ways. I am the Queen Bee and your host, Kelly Renee Baker. I believe your personal transformation is the key to overcoming strongholds with your health, business, finances, and relationships so you can be high on life and life alone to live the victorious life God intended. Each week I discuss a topic with listeners, answer questions that have been sent in, share stories of transformation, as well as do monthly guest interviews. Welcome back to The Hive. Today, I will be talking with author and my friend, Soma Ray Hathaway. We will be discussing her book, Finding Diamonds in Dungeons. As always, sit back and relax. Unless you're driving, then you keep your eyes on the road and your ears on me. And enjoy episode 006 of the Be High on Life podcast. Soma Ray Hathaway. Soma is an accomplished artist, a singer and songwriter, a published author of the book, Finding Diamonds in Dungeons, A Journey Through Heartache and Loss to a Compelling View of Pain's Purpose. She is a true overcomer and so much more. I met Soma several years ago at a conference in Ohio and we became accountability partners with another gentleman and we've just been a sounding board for one another, and most of all, we are sisters in Christ. So welcome, Soma, to the Be High on Life podcast. I'm so honored to have you as my first guest. How are you? Thank you, Kelly. I'm so honored to be here. And can I say to the listener as well, thanks for being here, because you are often the motivation that gets me through a difficult day. And I know, Kelly, you know uh, what I mean when I say that, because um, these, the listener is what motivates us to um, do what we do every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you're ready to get started, I know that a lot of what we're going to talk about today, I just kind of wanted to warn (laughs) or throw this out there for the listeners that some of this might be intense but I know that ultimately there's a beautiful ending for you for me and for our listeners so before you go back and share your story would you just mind sharing some of the bright spots in your life with our listeners just what stands out the most to you as bright spots in your life or sparkling diamonds, if you will? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, there's those really profound anchor moments in your life that shift your perspective and help pivot you in a new direction. There are those. And then there are the everyday wonders of the world, like how beautiful a sunset is or a flower and just the wonder of that. I mean, finding diamonds in every day thing that um, 
you know, we don't need to look far. There, There's miracles everywhere around us. And so those I appreciate so much uh, in helping me to get through difficult times. But then also there's those anchors that we look back on. For instance, the one that's been probably the biggest in my life, one of them anyway, is uh, when I was 15 years old. And I write about it in my book. But it was the moment that I found out that God really does exist. And not only that he exists, but that he knows me personally. He knows you personally. He knows you by name. He knows you, your talents, your skills. He knows what you came to this earth for. And that was a pivotal moment for me. Wow. And what age was that? And, wow. you know, it, it, it was quite unusual because I was the environment that I was in was not um, conducive to the spirit. I mm-hmm. was in a home fraught with drugs and alcohol and abuse. And um, I was just wondering why my life had been so difficult. I had already had to make difficult choices in my life. Um, uh, and I felt like I knew that God, or I, I believed in God, you mm-hmm. know, I, I just had that basic belief in God. And so I was wondering why with this basic belief in God was my life so difficult. And I, I won't go into the whole story, but I noticed that there were some scri- scriptures on my dresser, which is unusual in and of itself because of the environment. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they ended up there. But um, so I, I prayed and then went to the scriptures and felt a profound answer to the exact question I had asked in my prayer. So uh, that was something I think God knew that I was going to need. It didn't, it doesn't mean that I didn't have trouble or problems after that. Right. Uh, I still had a lot that I needed to experience in life. And as, as a youth and then also as an adult, but it helps to remember those moments. And, you know, in the scriptures, it often says, remember, remember. <laughs> and so um, I think that's important that we remember those moments that we learned who we are. It, you know, if we haven't learned who we are, I mean, I think that's kind of a it's a it's an ongoing process of progressing to to our best self. You know, right. becoming that version of us that we want to be. But there are core basics. Uh, I remember as a child, my mom would send me to church uh, every once in a while. And I remember learning a song that said, uh, I am a child of God and he has sent me here. We define ourselves by our career or, or as a mother or other things. And those are important things to do, mm-hmm. but who we are is a child of God. Amen. 
Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Well, I just, I appreciate you sharing so much. What I love about your book, first of all, is your honesty. And that really ties into this podcast and what we're about and what I want for the listener. I want the listeners to know that this is for them and that we're going to be as true and authentic and honest as possible. And your book definitely has that. It, yes. like I said, it just relates so much to what we're doing on the podcast, as well as with finding diamonds in dungeons, you're discovering light, sparkling light in the darkest of times. And that's what the Be High on Life podcast is about, is that even in the darkest times, there's something to be thankful for always. And I love how your book is laid out how each chapter you talk about the diamonds. If you don't mind, would you give us a little more background about who you are? We know you're a child of God, Mm -hmm. but we also know that, or I know from knowing you personally and also from reading your book that you've been through a lot in your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, you know, the word authentic is um, definitely applicable to Uh the book. Sometimes, I mean, some of the things that I share, uh, you would think no Christian in her right mind would ever divulge this kind of information. Um, But I did it because... I know that there are people out there who feel like they aren't good enough for God. Yep. And, and I've been there many times, many, many times. And Me too. <laughs> but it's important to understand that we aren't defined by our mistakes. We make them. Yes. And that's why I, I share my mistakes in, in my book, because I, I want to illustrate the point. You know, I have made mistakes and yet I know God still loves me and he still loves you and you are still a worthy, worthwhile person. Uh, We get so caught up in this, um, you know, what's the, it's the imposter syndrome, you know, where we just beat ourselves up about how we're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, So I hope that in sharing my story, um, people will be able to see their own stories and reflect on their own lives and and be able to have greater hope, understanding of their true value. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's. And, but if, you know, if you wanted to know a little bit about my background or the listener does, um, you know, I, I grew up in an environment, like I said, with a lot of drugs and alcohol, my parents were not, my, my mother and stepfather were not really capable of, of parenting much at the time. And it's not something I hold against them. They mm-hmm. had their life issues that brought them to the point that they were at that time. Uh, but it, it was a very tumultuous environment. And there was a lot of 
um, poor examples of how to deal with pain. And Mm -hmm. so I grew up with this kind of um, example of, you know, we, we avoid pain, we, we numb it, we, we deny it, we walk away from it. But, you know, heaven forbid, we face our pain. And, and so I had to learn on my own how to address my own broken patterns and the pain in my own life. I, I had to learn how to address it rather than run away from it. I'm so grateful for that, for you being brave enough and courageous enough to put your life in your book and share it. Because like you said earlier, people can relate to stories. I know that I personally felt so alone for so long. I thought I was the only one that felt like I wasn't good enough and that I had made mistakes and therefore I wasn't good enough because of mistakes that I'd made, but also just because of who I was, I didn't think I was good enough. And when I read your book, there are so many things (laughs) in the book that I, I related to. To me, it just goes to show that if you and I, two women who've only known each other for a few years, have so much in common and there are billions of people Mm-hmm. on this planet then that tells me there are a lot of people that relate to this yeah and understand the so many different elements that in, can impact who we are and who we become that reminds me that I, in fact I'm just looking it up right now I got a message this morning from someone who has been listening to my audio version that's just come out And, um, so hold on, let me tell you what they've said. Okay. Um, you have a great ability to share your real life stories with the inflections in your narrative and sincerity of emotion. I have reflected on my own life experiences as I have been immersed in the emotion of yours. That's just what we're talking about. You know, that this is how we connect it through our life stories. We can't possibly experience I mean, we can't possibly learn everything there is to learn experientially. We can't right. experience everything, right? I don't want so, to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who wants to? Exactly. And so that's why we can gain value from other people's stories. And and we can learn and share together, you know, learn right. from each other. So I... I appreciate that opportunity that we have. We don't have to experience everything on our own. Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. And if, yes. Sure. And if, if there's people who I can spare uh, some of the heartache that I went through, oh my goodness, I, that would just make my day. Oh yeah. It, it makes it all worth it. Let me ask you this. If you've run into this, because this is something that I've experienced since I wrote a book and started doing, you know, online videos and and podcasts and such is that some people will say, oh, you think you know it all or kind of like, who do you think you are? Have you run into any of that? Um, I really 
haven't, but I, um, you know, I kind of wonder how, how I would respond. Yeah. <laughs> because I know very little except for what I've experienced, you know, right. everything. I don't have a plaque on my wall that says I graduated with some fancy degree, but I know I can tell you that I, I know what my headache feels like better than my doctor does. Right. Because I'm feeling it. Right. No. Exactly. And I can probably describe it better than he he can. So yeah. So I think that's the value there. There's a funny story as far as you know sharing our life experiences and having that be valuable. I went to a this was a writers conference, different one from where I met you, but Mm -hmm. uh, there was a they asked us to do a um a little exercise. So we paired up with a complete stranger, everybody. And, and they said, okay, you're going to say, tell something to this stranger that you would feel uncomfortable telling, you know, just kind of step outside your comfort zone. And so was with this really nice lady. And, and I told her something that had happened to me and she she had that jaw drop stare look like <laughs> like how do i even respond to that <laughs> and so wow. i had this moment moment of panic uh-huh. you know thinking oh my goodness i shouldn't have shared that and you know, what are these people going to think? And and then I realized that it was something that was in my, it was going to be available to anybody and everybody. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's me feeling vulnerable. Uh, but if people don't understand why we do what we do then they're probably going to question us thinking we know it all no we don't know it all we only know the pain that we've experienced and and um but there is value in that oh gosh yes just the number of people just like the person that messaged you from listening to your audiobook that's what I always say if I can help one person to not go through some of the stuff that I've been through or to get out of some of the yeah. stuff that I got out of sooner than I got out of it or, mm-hmm. you know, sooner than they would have otherwise, then it makes everything worth isn't it, it. Isn't it strange how strong of a motivation that is? Because uh, yeah. if I'm having a bad day, a really bad day, I just need to, I go on Amazon and I read, <laughs> I read the reviews of my book because yeah. then I know I'm making a difference for somebody. Yeah. Um, and it helps, it really helps us get through the next moment or the next day, next trial that we're having, just saying, Hey, if I can get through this, then I know I can help someone else get through it as well. Plus every, uh, trial that we go through, once we get through it, it gives us more confidence to get through the next trial. You know, we can look back mm-hmm. and say, I have a 100% track record of getting through my most difficult moments. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. So um, that's what 
we need to to focus on is if and when I get through this, I can help someone else get through it and it will help me be stronger for the next trial. I'll have more confidence and strength to get through my next obstacle. Uh, I love the book, The Obstacle is the Way. Have you read that? I don't think I have. I've heard of it, but I haven't read that. Yeah, it's it's so amazing. I highly recommend it. Uh, okay. I'll add it to my long list. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love to read, though, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's so important. I'm reading that, uh, the Read to Lead book. Um, uh, yes, Jeff Brown's Read to Lead. Yep. Yeah. And he, they are talking about the importance, the, the value of continuing to read and educate our minds and how important that is, um, that, that, that reading is an important part of continuing education. Like we can't really continue to develop without reading. So. Okay. We're, we're meant to be lifetime learners. I truly believe that, that yeah. we were created to be lifetime learners. And I, I fully embrace that learning and expanding knowledge. And I, to me, that's what you're doing, what I'm doing. That's why we're here is trying to, like you said, share our knowledge and experiences to help someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And some, someone helped me, you know, that, that's just it. I, you know, I had obviously God first and foremost, mm-hmm. but if there weren't coaches and mentors and counselors that helped me, then, you know, I don't know where I would be today. And I and, know that you've had similar experiences yes, with you well, know, people and, being there. Yeah. And you are, you know, one of those people, I mean, the mastermind groups that we've been involved in um, and the friendship that has grown from that and the strength that we have uh, gained from, from one another's experiences is a huge diamond, right? It's, it's uh, so, so valuable to me. Yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about next. How would you describe to listeners to, how can they find diamonds? Like, what does it take to look at a dire, desperate situation and be able to find those diamonds in the rough? Well, there are, there are definitely a few things, different techniques to use. And I, I have some of them in, uh, many of them in my book, uh, in the epilogue, but, um, I think it's important to maintain a sense of humor And that may seem like a strange one to start off with, but you, um, if you don't have a sense of humor, just borrow it from a neighbor. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I couldn't live without humor. I seriously couldn't live without humor. In my darkest moments, like if, if I'm having a really difficult conversation with someone, uh, you know, a spouse or something, and it's just really heavy and hard and you're sad, um, I, I look, I start just trying to think of, of irony or something funny or some, some way to just break up that moment mm-hmm. so that both people feel more at ease. And um, 
there was one time, and this is, this is in my book. I don't know if I'll make this story quick, but I was after my back surgery and experiencing unfathomable levels of pain, more intense than I thought the human body could experience. And I had, was trying to recover from that. And I had started to recover. It'd been a few months. I was able to walk, uh, but for some reason, I just had a relapse and the pain became more intense. I couldn't get out. My husband was trying to get me out of the car and um, he had to help me inside. And I just kind of fell into his arms crying. Um, I had put my phone down on the counter and um, I got a, a notification and it just made a really loud ding through mm-hmm. the kitchen. It kind of echoed through the kitchen. And I just in that moment thought, oh, how funny would it be if I could just all of a sudden stop crying and go, oh, the chicken's done. (laughs) (laughs) And just that thought made me start laughing. Mm -hmm. So um, I was still in a bunch of pain. I was but my husband was holding me there going, wait, are are you laugh? Are you crying or are you laughing? (laughs) And I think that was just a tender mercy from God to find humor in mm-hmm. in a moment when that was so difficult. And I, so I believe it's possible. We can find humor. Another important thing to do, I think, is to pray when you don't feel like praying mm-hmm. and read your scriptures when you don't feel like reading. Well, because yeah. uh, it is the adversary that takes you away from those things and that makes you... F- you know, whatever reason you have for not wanting to pray, that's not coming from God. Yeah, um, it's so true. And so if you can keep those things in place, even when you don't feel like it, sometimes when I've prayed, I, I you know, I could say little more except to acknowledge that he was there um, and to try, you know, try to be find something to be grateful for. But God understands emotions and the feelings that we go through he doesn't expect us to have to always have this perfect graceful prayer that we offer him you know right so so those are just some of the things that I would say are really important yeah I I fully agree with all of those like I said if if I didn't have humor I don't know what I would do I definitely couldn't live without God and prayer and then the other huge thing that you said gratitude gratitude changed my life i talk about it in my book as well being grateful really changes your perspective on life and the situations that you're in absolutely and i don't ever want to diminish what someone's going through but it's true that it could always be worse than what it is and so i thank god that it's not worse than what it is Yes, yes. And I know that bothers some people that, you know, to think, well, I'm diminishing someone's experience, but I don't feel like I am. I think I, I think that's bringing light to the situation mm-hmm. when we're showing gratitude and glorifying God, even in the midst of our circumstances, because that's what the Bible calls us to do is yeah. to be thankful, even in the midst of what's happening in our lives. Yeah. So I think the opposite of, of gratitude, um, is maybe self pity, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and I understand that feeling of just, you know, feeling like 
why is life so tough? Why do mm-hmm. I have to deal with this? Like, I totally get feeling right. that way. But if we sit and soak in it, um, then it, it, it kind of, it, it actually becomes a, um, a type of self-indulgence because what's happening is your mind is just going where it would, would naturally grow. You know, there's no work involved. You're not trying to, um, it, it doesn't require effort to just, right. it's the unconscious. Yeah. It just goes into this negativity and, and that's a form of self-indulgence. And so self-love actually requires work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to, um... Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah. And to be on the side of self-pity, there's no, there's no peace there. There's right. no contentment. There's only pain. And yes, maybe the work in the beginning is a little bit painful, but the outcome will be so much better. Right. And I'm saying this as someone who has suffered from depression. Right. I understand the feeling of heaviness and not just not wanting to get out of bed and feeling like for me, I feel like I weigh 500 pounds and Mm -hmm. that I just can't move out of bed. So. I'm not diminishing that, but I'm just saying we do have control over our minds. And as soon as it would benefit us to pray, to shift our, our thoughts into gratitude and be grateful for whatever we can. And even if it's only that we're able to take in breath without pain, because Mm -hmm. I, I know what it's like to try to breathe when, when, and you can't right. breathe. So even if, so now I have that comparison, I can say, even if I am only just able to breathe in this life-giving air, uh, oxygen, then that is something to be grateful for. Definitely. Amen. I, like I said, every, everything you say, I relate to, even though we're friends and have talked many, many times, I feel like I learn from you and I'm blessed by you every time that we talk. And I had a feeling this was going to happen. We're already um, 30 minutes in, and I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. (laughs) So I would love to have you back on the podcast again soon, if you're willing. That would be great. I I would love to talk about things like uh, the real definition of love. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the positive things that the the opportunities that are available to us uh, as we work through our obstacles yes you know what's waiting on the other side right right yeah I truly believe there's always more for us that God has more peace more love more abundance than what we're experiencing at the moment Yes. And I don't look at it. I know sometimes people look at it as, oh, no matter what I do, you know, I'm not good enough. I keep doing all this self-improvement. But I look at it as, as Christians, we're called to be more Christ-like. So each Mm -hmm. day, that's what I'm working towards. And it's not that I'm not good enough now. It's just that I'm not looking in the mirror at Christ yet. 
mm-hmm. that you know that doesn't happen this side of heaven so it's going to be a continual process of working towards that you know that love that true love and self-love and you have to love yourself yeah yeah in order to give it to others we you know we can't give away what we don't possess so yeah I think there's so many things that we could health and uh codependency and narcissism there's so many things that are running through my head so I'm thinking (laughs) yeah you're probably going to be on the podcast a lot well let me say one quick thing I know we're okay what you were just talking about is you know as we look in the mirror and what we see uh this painting I've been working on and I've I've titled it anxiety but it's kind of been creating itself and there's a there's a swimmer in this turbulent Mm. you know have you seen that one yes and if you look at the person's face that's that's swimming I noticed this by accident if you look at it from a slightly different angle it looks like a snake or a demon Mm. I think we are our own worst enemies right we look in the mirror and we see this snake or this imperfect person or this mm-hmm. you know terribly flawed you know what we see and um i just thought as i was looking at it you know that's satan trying to diminish our worth oh yeah well you know that's what my book defeating your greatest opponent it's all about the fact that satan is the enemy But we are our own greatest opponent because instead of listening to the truth of God, we often listen to the lies of Satan. And we want to, you know, like you were talking about earlier, we want to go to the negative for some reason. And we get so focused on the negative. But what you focus on, you get more of. So that's why we're saying focus on the positive, the Mm -hmm. gratitude, the laughter, the humor, the all of the good things, memories, anything that you can. So, um, I, we're going to have to wrap this up for today. And I could, like I said, I could just tell we could go on and on (laughs) forever, but I love that about about us and the connection that we have. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about what's on the horizon for you, what you're working on now and where they can find you online, how they can get a hold of you. Well, a lot of my focus right now, we've got a workshop coming up, uh, a warrior workshop. And that's about uh, of unveiling the warrior within you. I don't think it's something we don't have to change or become somebody different. We just have to realize what's already inside of us. Right? Oh, yes. And so I'll be working on that. And then I'm doing working a lot more with my on my artwork. I am actually creating different pieces about so in my book where I have a conversation with pain, mm-hmm. I am um, now going to be having a conversation with anxiety and a conversation with death and making a painting that goes along with the um, that those conversations. Wow. So kind of in the making right now. You can find me at findingthediamonds.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Selma Ray Hathaway. You can find me on Instagram as well. And 
um, LinkedIn. So any of those avenues would be great to reach out to me. I'd love. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me and being here and being willing to be the very first guest on the Be High on Life podcast. I have to say before we go, your art that you've been doing recently is absolutely amazing. I truly believe that God is going to use you in big ways through your art. It speaks to people. It just amazes me when, even when you're not completed, when you have (laughs) an unfinished piece that you post on Facebook, it just amazes me all the things that people see in the paintings and the inspiration that you bring. So um, yes, definitely check, definitely check Soma out, find her online. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Soma. That's it for this week. I look forward to next time. Until then, remember you can remove the sting from life and discover true joy. Connect with Kelly on her website at kellyreneebaker.com, where you can subscribe to emails, join the hive, as well as find show notes, links, and other resources shared in each podcast episode. If you haven't yet, Kelly would be honored if you would leave a review and feedback. Five stars are always appreciated, as is kind, constructive criticism, and compliments.